Welcome to Spark, Careers in Agribusiness, where we meet the most accomplished leaders in agribusiness today. Learn how each of the women and men featured has built leadership into their life's work and what advice they have for young people just beginning their careers. Your host for Spark is Sarah Stever, President at Paulson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Spark. With me today is Pam Dincher, and she's the marketing manager at Dobler Seed in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. In full disclosure, uh, Dobler's is a client of ours, so Pam and I get to work together, and I thought it would be wonderful information for our Spark audience to hear Pam's perspective. So Pam, can you tell us about Dobler's and tell us what your role is like? Sure, absolutely. First of all, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to do this. I'm really excited to be able to share a little bit about Dobler's and and my experience in this role and, and participate in this this great podcast. Dobler's is an 83-year-old seed brand based in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It started out as a a family seed company, seed business, primarily selling in New York and Pennsylvania. Today, we reach about 14 states on the East Coast. Our marketing area covers everything from the New England states down as far south as North Carolina And then we go about as far west as the Ohio and Pennsylvania border. So we're a really focused brand in providing corn, soybean, and alfalfa seed to growers in the eastern United States and supporting the growth of agriculture here within our own community. As the marketing manager, I started with the company about three and a half years ago. And as the marketing manager, I have a pretty diverse role. I am a one-woman shop when it comes to running the, the marketing here in the company And I do everything from developing marketing strategy that aligns with our overall objectives as a company and sets the pace for for meeting our goals. I work with brand management, developing marketing campaigns um, through sales activities, developing internal and external communications, our digital strategy, uh, marketing resources. We work with a base of about just over 100 farmer dealers, more traditional style farmer dealers that sell seed um, directly to our grower. So I work in helping them market their business in addition to the overall Dobler's brand within our marketing area. That's probably a really quick description of both company and my my responsibilities. <laughs> you you carry a lot, I know, and I can say that just from working with you. You guys are really, for the amount of people in your marketing department, Dobler's is a really big company to just have one person working that hard. So we're really glad we get a chance to work alongside you on things. That's been wonderful for us. I have been absolutely just beyond fortunate to have the opportunity to work with you guys as well. And it's certainly something that could not be done without a a great support system inside and outside our company. And certainly Paulson's part of that. Your huge, huge responsibilities in your role. Can you maybe take a look back and let our, our audience know how your early life prepared you for the responsibilities you've got right now? Starting out in college, I was one of those people who from very early on, I knew exactly what I wanted to be and I was going to be a doctor. So I started on a path towards pre-med when I first entered college for my first two years. And I just decided that it probably wasn't for me. I knew at that point I was ready to get out and start working and I just didn't want to commit to, to school for the 
such a long period of time ahead. So I switched my major to marketing and finished in two and a half years um, with a marketing degree. But I certainly had a, a pretty deep science background um, to that point and love and, and passion for for science. So I have um, so, to ask you why why the switch from from <laughs> science and and the medical field to marketing of all things. <laughs> That's a great question. I, I knew that I wanted to get into business at that point. Um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I felt like a marketing degree would allow me some flat level of flexibility, whether I wanted to get into sales, whether I wanted to get into marketing or, or a more general business type role moving forward. I felt like it offered me um, great flexibility in terms of establishing my career at a later date. I also was very intrigued by marketing and being able to communicate a message and develop a brand and communicate directly with consumers and sharing a story about, you know, whether it's a, a product or a, or a company. I think the storytelling aspect was a, a pretty big key benefit to, to going into a marketing major. And I had friends that were that were marketing majors. They loved their classes, great professors. It was just kind of a a good switch for me at that point. To get through that in two and a half years, you must have really taken like a lot of summer school <laughs> and whatever, 20 hours a semester. How did you do that? I did. I did. I loaded up classes. I um, decided to really buckle down. I maxed out credits each semester. I did take summer classes. I did take May term, that kind of like May May semester or May option there in between spring and, and summer classes. And I took as many classes as I could full time. And I did work through college as well. I was pretty loaded down those last two, two and a half years, but I pulled it off and um, was really fortunate to, to get out in the two and a half years for making such a drastic change. That was drastic. So was there some sort of an event that triggered that? Was it just that, that you had your friends there and they liked their classes? I think that the event for me was just really understanding that I wanted something different and I, I wanted to be in, in business and and not necessarily the medical field, but I knew, you know, felt strong that certainly my first two years and understanding and knowledge of science were, you know, certainly going to be a great tool for me in the future moving into my career. It was a spontaneous decision. My parents were pretty shocked and I look back now sometimes and wonder what had ha what would have happened or what my life would be like if if I had continued, but I'm happy with my decisions. It's brought me where I am today. I think our our lives are full of little changes and and little events that ultimately shape the course of our future. I don't regret it. I'm happy with where I am right now. It's brought me here to I'm Doblers. I think that's actually really interesting to think that it isn't because a lot of times we think there are big monumental decisions that you make, and there are. There's some choices that you make that can really change the course of your life, but sometimes you're right. It's just it's a series of small choices that ultimately get you there. It's interesting to think. I mean, I, I look back and people kind of ask a similar question to, to yours, like, how did you get here from there? And it really is all about the the small choices that we make along the way. My first job out of college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do once I got out of school and, and what industry I wanted to be in. And it was a very competitive market. Um, I graduated from college in the, just outside the Atlanta area, and it was a highly competitive job market at the time. And I wasn't sure what I what I wanted to do. And my first job 
um, came about through a family connection, and it was just a very interesting path forward. It was I, I met him up at a, a met with him at a family party, and there was an opportunity at a company that he was working for at the time as a software trainer. And I thought, oh, why not? I can travel and see the world, or at least the country, and go from there. You know, see what I want to do after that. And and having a marketing background, um, marketing education certainly allowed me to step into that role. I spent 10 years at that company and worked my way up from a software trainer to a product manager and leading um, the marketing department as well. Um, so it really allowed me to grow within within that company and kind of build my skill set um, and, and set me up for the future. But it's just been a series of minor events, I think, that have shaped my path so far. Can you talk about uh, along on that journey, when you've either felt most supported or supported by a mentor or who may have been most important to your development? I think that I've been really fortunate along the way to have bosses and and colleagues who have given me the chance to try different tasks, try different responsibilities, try executing different ideas that I've had, have been there and, and have been great, wonderful supporters of success and have been there to help me pick myself back up when I fail and say, good job, try again. I have certainly one colleague that I look back now and think, you know, he was a really great mentor. I don't think I I knew that at the time, um, but certainly looking back in retrospect, I feel that I did have at least, you know, one really great mentor for the the first part of my career um, who I could always rely on and go back and and ask, you know, what you feel are the scary or or maybe tough questions and the, you know, seek advice from from that person on how, you know, best to move forward or how to fix a mistake or you know, what to do if if you do fail or how just how to figure things out or somebody to bounce ideas off of. Um I definitely had that one person. And then uh, I think I had, you know, some some other I wouldn't necessarily call them mentors, but I had a really great support system um, of friends and colleagues um, in my career along the way so far that have been there to, to kind of help guide my path forward and provide the support that I've needed to, to get where I am today. Would you say that first person that you had referred to was, um, that wasn't a formal mentorship necessarily. You just ended up kind of working together or did you seek that person out? He was not, I wouldn't say that he was a formal mentor by any means. It was somebody that I think over time I just relied on and, and was a great person to go for. He had the best advice. I sought his advice on a lot, whether it was professional and, and at times personal. And I wouldn't necessarily say that I ever actively asked him to be a mentor or that we ever had any type of agreement that he would be a formal mentor for me. He just was a, a great support system for me. The idea of having a mentor is not something that I ever really considered in my career at any point in time. For me, the the concept of mentoring was really not something that was present or that I was really focused on early on in my career. I honestly have to say it hasn't been until probably the last two years that I've even thought maybe I should really have a formal mentor. I was lucky enough to have a person that played a really key role in supporting me throughout my early career. And I think I knew after the fact, looking back, he was a fabulous mentor. But I think that um, at this point in my career, it, it's 
and for anybody moving forward, my advice would be to to seek out a mentor early on, be active in looking for them, be active in going out and asking them to be your mentor and to know what you want to get out of that relationship and make that really apparent to them as well and to get their acknowledgement and, a, and their agreement to, to be a mentor. There are tons of people out there who are, are open and willing to be mentors. I and mean, you just have to find the right fit for you to fulfill that need that you have in, in your own personal career, but definitely be active and, and seek a mentor early on. That's awesome advice, especially just to start right away. <laughs> and I think we can, you know, you can use one your your whole life, but the idea of getting someone lined up and then making sure you know what you want out of the relationship, because I think it may be a little bit of a challenge on the side of the mentor to really know what your expectations are if you don't communicate them. Exactly. A little bit earlier in our conversations, you had mentioned, you know, kind of getting knocked down and dusting yourself off and getting up and moving again. Can you talk about some obstacles maybe that you've had and, and overcome? You know, very early on in my career, I was given the opportunity to run a, a marketing department. When I say early on in my career, I mean about a year and a half out of college. Well, really early. Um, <laughs> very early on in my career at a at a time where I think I was really just learning what it was to run a marketing department or, or what it took to run a marketing department. I was just learning the basics. And suddenly I, I was faced with the opportunity to have a a team to to work with a team that reported to me who I was responsible for on a on a daily basis and to take part in developing strategy and executing and that was an incredibly daunting opportunity I I was naive enough at the time that I thought there's no there's no reason I can't do this I'm thankful that I was naive at the time to say yes I can take it on because I think that's probably in part what got me through those early years that were difficult and, and where I had a lot of learning opportunities. I learned a lot in those early years and, you know, I learned things that I still I still keep with me today. My takeaway from that experience was you have to be confident in yourself. You know, maybe even when others are not as confident in you, continue to always be confident in yourself and your capabilities and don't be afraid to take a risk and do not be afraid to stretch yourself and try to achieve the goals that you want to achieve that you've set out for yourself and take charge of of achieving those goals. I would say that that was probably one of my greater challenges later in my career. I haven't shared this yet, but my background is not agriculture. (laughs) (laughs) Through a series of, of events that have led me to where I am today, I landed in agriculture with no prior experience. I was not raised on a farm. I was raised with agriculture all around but I never was an active part of it. Coming from an industry of technology and software um, into agriculture was a huge challenge. It's certainly a challenge that I have been so incredibly excited and, and fortunate to take on. And I am still learning every day about this amazing industry of, of agriculture. And there's something new to learn every day, for sure. I think that's one of one of my favorite parts about it. The second favorite part would be the people, but it honestly is it is moving so quickly, and there's so much to know out there. It does make it a lot of fun to be in this industry. Absolutely. It is an, an ever-evolving industry for sure, and, and is changing at a lightning pace. Yep. Um, so to be part of that change is just really exciting. When I look back at what I really love about what I do, it's being in a space where 
change occurs often. Um, And being able to handle that change and and being able to support others and the rest of our team through that change, I think it's it's a really exciting time to be in agriculture and and to be able to work with others and and help them through what's going on in, in our world right now is certainly very exciting. What is your advice for young women just starting out in their careers? To be confident. Be confident in yourself. Be confident in your skills and your knowledge. Don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to try things that you haven't tried before. Stretch yourself to learn new skills along the way. There are going to be times when you're given responsibilities or or tasks that you look at and think, I'm not sure I'm capable or, or have the expertise to handle this particular situation. Don't be afraid to take it on. Uh, gladly take that that responsibility on and figure it out along the way. Nobody comes into this world knowing everything that they need to know to get the job done. You learn as you go. That is absolutely so very true, that learning as you go, especially when when the landscape is moving around you. Um, absolutely. There's, there's really no opportunity for anybody to just be sitting still in this day and age. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Everything is a is a moving target. You've you've got to be agile and, and not be afraid to deal with things as they come up and handle them in the best way that you know how and look for an, an opportunity to to maybe change a process or to change an expectation or change results as you're moving forward. My other piece of advice for, for women just starting out is to network. I think that that has actually been one of the most important parts of my career, building a network of people in and out of your industry. Our offices are based in in rural Pennsylvania, a very tight-knit community. I believe with all my heart that it is so important to get out there and network within my community to be able to share the story of agriculture within my community and who Doblers is and who I am and my part in the agriculture story certainly is very important. But also you just never know who you're going to meet along the way and and how you're going to be able to use those connections to further your career, to solve a problem, to connect other people, to solve problems together. Um, You just don't know how you're going to be able to use those connections later in life. Oh, that is so true. And you need to be thinking about that when you're making those connections. And you may not even be thinking about sometimes happenstance meetings as a connection and not necessarily always be on your game, you know, presenting yourself in a way that might be important. But I I have literally had elevator rides with people for two seconds that ended up turning into opportunities for our agency. So you just really never know (laughs) when you're going to meet those people. That's the truth. You just never know. I was at Commodity Classic here back in February, and, you know, here I am in California. I have my Doblers brand on, and I understand that farmers are coming in from all across the country. Um, This is a a huge opportunity, a huge learning event to see the latest and greatest in the industry. But there I am with my Doblers logoed sweater on, waiting for a speaker to start. And the gentleman next to me strikes up a conversation in here. He grows Doblers in Delaware and is very familiar with the brand and had wonderful things to say. And we immediately you know, formed a, a great connection. You just never know where you're going to meet somebody and be able to build a great connection with somebody. What are some of the things that you're kind of concerned about that you're seeing out in the industry? So I think one of my biggest concerns is I don't always think that the right people own the message about agriculture. I think that there is 
a movement that has been started by people who are not completely familiar with the ins and outs of, of the technology behind ag today, ag in 2018. It's scary that the anti-GMO message that's being put out there right now is more of a fear positioning than a truly educated, accurate understanding of what agriculture is today. And I think that all too often we as the ag industry don't own that message. And I think it's really important that we take that message back and that we take ownership of the correct, true information about about the technology behind ag today and the fact that you know our world population is estimated to be eight and a half billion by 2030, and the the growing population that we as a world are going to have to be able to handle and feed. We need to make sure that everybody is educated about the truth in agriculture. You know, I think if you think about the timing of that, if you think about 2030. If you're just graduating college right now, you really are only going to be in your mid to late 30s by then, which is when you're still kind of on the upslope to prime time of your career. And so those are definitely issues that all of the all of our audience are going to be dealing with in the future. Well, frankly, all of us still <laughs> by then. Absolutely. Yep, it's not all that far away. Information is available, is so easily available and and travels at such a high rate that it's going to be really important that the generation coming into the industry now and in the near future help us take control of that message back and ensure that we are collectively educating consumers about the truths in agriculture. And I think that responsibility belongs to all of us. It's going to take Absolutely. everybody shoulder to the wheel to get that done. Let's look forward a little bit in into the future. And um, when you are to the point, which is a long time in the future for you, but when you're at <laughs> <laughs> the point where you're getting ready to step aside from your career, um, what's the one thing you hope people will say about you? I really hope that someday... People will look back and say that I helped initiate change. Um, I think that that's a really important part of what I do day to day and something that I really value, being adapt to handling change and being adapt to working with people through change is very important to me. And I hope that looking back on my career, people will say, you know, she was not only a change maker, but she, she really helped facilitate that change process and and helped us succeed through change as well. Well, I've witnessed it myself, Pam, so <laughs> I can see how you're making things happen at Dobler. So I think you're, that's absolutely what people will say about you. And if our audience takes your advice, that can represent change for them too. Thanks, Sarah. So my magic question for you, it would be, what's a question that no one asks you, but you have a great answer to? That is probably one of the more difficult questions I have been asked. I think the question would be, would you change what you've done with your career to date or or the choices that you've made that have impacted your career to date? And I think the answer for me is a definite no. I really have been so excited by the opportunities that I have been presented over the years and and that I have decided to pursue over the years. It certainly is a vast difference from where I I envisioned myself ending up someday. I would not change it for the world. I, I love that I get to communicate with farmers and with business. I love that I get to be part of of the general agriculture 
you know, message today. I think this is a really exciting time. And, you know, I look forward to seeing where things head here in the future. Awesome. That's a, actually a great question. That is a great question and good answer because that is a tough one. <laughs> That's for sure the toughest one. That's what everyone says. Oh, well, thank you for sharing your wonderful time and your wisdom with our audience. Um, I think that I love that idea of really taking a new risk and learning to stretch yourself and be agile. And, and I would say that that actually ties right into your last question too. You you really are a testament to knowing yourself and being courageous enough to make a change even though you'd, you know, probably already committed quite a few hours in curriculum to to your pursuit of science and and the medical field, but really understanding yourself well enough to say, "Hey, this isn't I'm not going to be happy here." and and make yeah. that change. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. You bet. And thank you for your time, um, and thanks for helping us out here and getting another awesome episode of Spark. And that wraps it up for this episode, and we hope everyone will join us again for our next one. That's Spark for today. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in for the next episode. To learn more about Paulson, please visit paulson.ag. That's P-A-U-L-S-E-N dot A-G.